What a world you now listening to Talk of Brothers Podcast. Welcome to the Talk of Talk Talk of Brothers Podcast. Podcast. Allow me to reintroduce myself. So, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers. Talk of Brothers Podcast. Smash and go deep. Go dance, smash. You got doing your thing. The mic is contacted. I attract clientele. My brother. Go dance, smash. Talk of Brothers. That's popping. We worry about nothing. Y'all are now listening to Talk of Brothers. Podcast. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy Goldie. It's your boy Smash coming at you. This is Giovanni. Want to welcome you guys to the end of the year 2020 madness year in review. But before we get that started, before we get that started, man, Smash Geo, tell me how y'all been, man. Give me some, give me some good, some good stories to close out this 2020. I can't. Um, if you don't know by now, now you know. I got engaged. Got engaged on Christmas. It's official now. Um, also got some insider tips. So those people that think that stormed the Capitol, um, thinking that we're not going to get charged, we're not going to get arrested. Um, per my source, the FBI are on their tail as we speak. You think they're going to get everybody? I don't know if they're going to get everybody, but I know I know a couple of people that FBI are on right now. Mm. They need to. They need to get all of them. Every last so, single one of them. What about you, Smash? Uh, first of all, congratulations, Gio, on the uh, engagement. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's like the... Um, you know, the birth and the death all at once. No, I just <laughs> <laughs> love coming. Come on, join the club. Come on, join the club. <laughs> nah, man. It's been, I mean, even though 2020 brought some disastrous things for a lot of people, it's been a good year. You know what I'm saying? So um I'm I'm just happy to be here, be alive, and stay Kobe free, at least for 2020. So yeah, knock on wood, man. Good. Knock on wood. You know, I hadn't come I know, across right? that thing yet, so and not trying to. I stay masked up when I go in public. Yeah, but I caught it in 2019 before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> you caught it when it was taboo. <laughs> yeah, I caught it before they knew what it was. They're like, "Oh, just take some time. Now you'll be all right." I like, man, this cough ain't going away. They're like, "Yo, it's all right. You'll be okay." I know, right? Shoot. So what we decided to do? We're gonna jump into this thing, man. We decided we pick some some random things that happened in 2020 that we thought were highlights, were highlights for us in 2020. And uh, the first thing we're going to start off with is everybody became obsessed with Tiger King. The first major cultural sensation of 2020 was a Netflix series about unusual big cat enthusiasts in Oklahoma. Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin became legit stars almost overnight as their bitter feud which almost resulted in murder and exotic being incarcerated, captivated viewers during the COVID COVID time. What did what was your guys? Did you guys fall prey to this phenomenon? I almost I started to watch it, and then I'll tell you where they lost me. I'm surprised um, Joe Exotic didn't get me too for um, for marrying those two kids. <laughs> the, I don't know the threesome wedding. I don't even know that was a thing. Um, at that point, I was so confused. I was like, 
I was like, man, you're supposed to get married to like one person or whatever. But he like, it was, it was just confusing. I was lost. I was like, how you get married to two dudes on the same day? And that was it for me. That was it. That's when you cut it off. Yeah, because I'm like, that, that was just, that was a little too much for me. Like, I like you marrying two people at the same time. And then like one of the, one of the kids, because they were both kids, you know what I'm saying? Um, one of the kid, kid, kid would even know who he was. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even know who he was himself. Like, right. I didn't think the kid was gay, to be honest with you. I, I think at some point that he, he, did, he did say he wasn't gay, but he was just, he was he doing something. Gay. Yeah. That was the entertaining part about it. How you how you not gay and become gay? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That was that was just entertaining in itself. And, but and, uh, that, and that was the part that was like of the lifetime, lifetime movie spinoff right there. Yeah, definitely. Sleeping with the predator. But no, nah, I watched that Tiger King. I felt victim, and uh, it was actually funny um, just to see. Like I, I mean, I love to see. Try to. I love to see dysfunctional people of another race. Right. <laughs> to keep it peaceful. I love it. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, that was something that you really think that wouldn't happen, but it happened. It was like a, almost like a spinoff of Shameless for me. It was just crazy to see all that chaos and stuff going on. I mean, first of all, just to have tigers on your land, but then Carol killing her husband. And then, like you said, Gio turning two goop. Both dudes said they weren't gay, right? But he turned them gay. Funny part for me was, I mean, I watched it and and uh, got caught in the madness myself. It was nothing else to do. But the funniest part for me was when he was in that in that tiger cage and the tiger started batting him around, and everybody just stood around and watched. Like, is that tiger really batting him around like that? Nobody would help him. So it was, it was uh, nothing else to do. So I, I think. Um, you had no choice but to watch. I mean, any other time, I think if it was any other time besides that quarantine time, it it, it probably wouldn't oh, even yeah. got a. It would probably wouldn't even got two views. It would it wouldn't have been as big as it it, it made it out to be. Let's say that. I actually, think, I actually think Tiger King kicked off the the uh, binging of you know movies and te- and shows during the yeah. quarantine. Right. That was like the main one. Yeah, yeah I say, uh, yeah, either that one or the Last Dance. Well, the last yeah. dance was like in that was in March, right? Yeah, I was yeah, you're probably right, Joe. That was in March. Yeah, so that's probably right. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. But yeah, the last dance they, they kicked it off on ESPN, so you had to wait, you know, week by week. As they showed them, yeah. Netflix, yeah. But one you're of the right. good one of the good things that I, that really got us through it, and shots out to DJ D Nice uh, with the club quarantine. That was huge. And then everybody else spent, you know, that was all kind of different spin-offs for the DJ quarantine, um, for the club quarantines, and then they had the verses came came about, you know. So entertainment wise, what was the what was the one thing in entertainment wise that that got you through the through the through the quarantine? Um and well yeah the DJ that was awesome because it heard a lot of old school house music. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a Chicago brand of music. Um you saw a lot of old DJs from the 80s, 90s you know what I'm saying? We're back on it on Facebook. Um, I think I was talking to you one time and I saw my cousins over there giving donations to the DJ and I'm like, hey man, she owes me money. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. So keep it moving. Another phenomenon. I want to say a phenomenon. It was def- we definitely took pride into the Black Lives Matter uh, project. Um, the Black Lives Matter um, activists, predominantly young people of color, made it clear that they stayed, you know, they were going to stay this late and stay as long as they could to for justice. Um, that was a that was a mainstay, man, for us. I mean, I think we all said it and we all agreed that, you know, we're not at that age anymore where we can be resilient and young and get out there and protest. But it's good to see that, um, especially with, in contrast to what we just saw uh, January 6th, of, of how they thought our protest was was against everybody or against them or against the system versus on how they handled it, you know? So we were trying to bring awareness and they just took it to savage mode. So that was definitely a major highlight for, for 2020, the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like, I liked it when they did the um, street, when they painted BLM or Black Lives Matter on the whole street. That yeah. was that was a big deal. Boy, that pissed them off. But that had them really oh, yeah. hot. <laughs> that had them really mad, man. Yeah. So, it was a big, it was a big moment. Mm-hmm. We're having the court scene, Black Lives Matter. Um, but actually, uh, they don't get enough recognition as the WNBA. The WNBA really did their thing for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially for what happened to um, Breonna Taylor. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it was good to see that the, the the how much solidarity that we that came about because of that, man. You, you, it was everybody just stopped what they're doing and 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 everybody contributed some kind of form, some shape, way, shape, or form. Um, for us, it was more about us podcasting and and bringing awareness that way versus actually um, going to the marches and stuff like that. But um, it was good to see how many countries and, and it was like, I want to say it was like 20 something countries that all participated in it and to show that solidarity for, to bring bring awareness to to what we see and what we see now, current time. We saw tanks, we saw all these, you know, <laughs> a military fascists sitting there trying to contain us and we're doing a peaceful right. protest and they put nothing out there thinking that they were going to be the ones with peaceful, peaceful protest and they were actually the savages. <laughs> so, uh, mentioned they killed an officer. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah, to boot, right? So you you look at these things, and it's like, okay, it just it shows you that white privilege is definitely um, a thing, and they they try to they try to downplay it like it's not a thing, and that just showed you that you know it's it's truly a thing. It's truly a thing. You can't oh, yeah. underestimate anybody. If, if if you treat us all one way, if you treat one group one way, treat us all that way. You know, so. And that's and that's what we are. We just want equality, you know, equal. And if if not, you know, just acknowledge it. First of all, acknowledge it first, you know. And that and that's just what needs to happen. Right. Yeah. So, moving right along, um, in sports, we we talked about this a lot, and we had so many different things that happened. We definitely didn't want to highlight the, the NBA. Um, we all agree that it was fixed. That the they just it was it was going to be for the Lakers. Shouts out to BTG. You got your shit, but we got an asterisk by it. But uh we settled on Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones pay-per-view. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones accomplished what what they set out to do with this pay-per-view, which was put an entertaining bout that was worth the price of the pay-per-view. 
Um, the highlight of it all was probably Nate Robinson's fight against Jake uh, Jake Paul, or uh, when he got knocked out. Was it was probably the highlight meme of probably of 2020, and it just showed you, man, his 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 boxing is similar to his NBA career, all offense and no defense. Also, the other good highlights of it was, you know, it was very good hip hop between fights, you know, and the standout performance of of who knew Snoop could be a commentator. That was really dope to see him in the booth the way he commentated. Oh Lord, somebody come get your people! <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I'd like to touch on the growth of what I saw from Mike Tyson because you saw you saw that he was one he. He's still got sick. You know what I'm right. saying? He was prepared to fight. You know what I'm oh, yeah. saying? Um, he looked he looked like Mike Tyson of old. Roy Jones was there for a charity fight. And yeah. you saw very early that Mike Tyson sensed that and noticed that. And instead of killing instead of killing Roy Jones on the ring, which he normally does, um or instead of getting frustrated and doing something crazy, which is like, you know what Mike Tyson normally does, he just put on a good show. You know what I'm saying? He just put on a good show. He he held back. He held restraints, which is, if you knew Mike Tyson, like, you know, I know there's a lot of younger viewers and they don't know the history of Mike Tyson or don't know who Mike Tyson is. They just see the highlights. But if you knew Mike Tyson and his mentality back then, and to see Mike Tyson in that fight today is major growth. And anybody could overcome anything if if you had you have to know Mike Tyson to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And we, you know, we sat around and we sat around and watched Mike. It was like we wanted to see if he was gonna hold restraint, if he could have restraint, if he was gonna bite Roy Jones. You know, we wanted to see if Roy Jones still had that hand speed when he do the chicken move, when he try to, you know, poke at you without his hands up, you know. So it, it was it was highly entertaining. What about you, Smash? No, I'm like Gio, man. Uh Mike Tyson. Like like you like he was saying, if you know Mike Tyson, man, he just to see it, see him in there, he's a beast. So when he get in that ring, he's focused on destroying his prey, and that's what made him one of the best. And when he got in there, like you could see at times, he had those glimpses of uh, I'm finna destroy my prey, but then he came back to be like, oh, okay, Roy ain't about ain't about this life. So let me just uh, tap on him and do this, you know. And if you look at the ferocity of his punches and stuff like that man at 54 years of age yeah you know what I'm saying so so I liked it and then like you saying um, I think what stole the show overall was like you said uh, Nate Robinson getting knocked out by uh, by old boy cause Jake Paul <laughs> yeah like like Gio said numerous times man uh, you know Nate Nate didn't take it seriously and everybody had to you know Snoop was in there commentating and that's that's what made that even funny too, because Snoop was just commentating like we'd be commentating at home in our house. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what we're right. about. You know what I'm saying? So it was I loved it, man. Yeah, it was it like Stuart Scott was back in the building. Yeah. I know, right? It, it was the aftermath of that fight was more was probably even more entertaining than the fight itself. Because the memes that came out of it, they had the the Nate Challenge knockout challenge, and that was funny. <laughs> seeing the dude get laying on the escalator, going up the escalator, laying down. So it was, it was, it was very entertaining. Highly, highly. Right. right. Uh, one more thing I like to add is um, that was the only fight in a law in years, in probably decades, where everybody I knew paid for it instead of getting it 
finding a link or getting a bootleg or sharing off someone else. It was probably because of COVID, because people ain't having fight parties anymore. Right. But that's the only fight that I knew. Everybody in my circle paid for it. Right. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't paid for it. I watched it off of streaming. Me neither, but but I think that was one instance where the whole world was tuned in. Like you, Facebook was hopping, Instagram was hopping, you know, Twitter was hopping. I mean, any so every social media outlet was hopping. News station. I mean, it was just like it was covered at nauseum, and it was it was so entertaining. It was it was good. It was refreshing to have something like that. And that, but you think about it, when we grew up. Boxing was 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 that's how big boxing was. Everything stopped with fight parties and stuff like that. So it felt really good to to get a glimpse oh, yeah. back into when we were younger to see when 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 boxing was when the sweet science was king. You know, another thing that happened, man, um, that really to show that solid that continue on with that solidarity in 2020 was Joe Biden winning the presidency. Uh, Americans felt passionate about the 2020 presidential election. The proof is in the turnout. More than 159 million people voted. That equates to about 66%, 66.7% of voters turnout, the highest since since the 1900s. More than 100 million Americans voted early, either in person or by mail, or the first time in history, more voters more voters voted before election than on election day itself. And that was huge. Yes, yes, it was huge. Um, like I said before, my only gripe with this was um, why did it wait till election day to count the mail-in ballots? You know what I'm saying? Like, they could have just counted them when they got them. Mm-hmm. That was my only gripe because it took over it took over a week to finally have a decision. Um, yeah, that was my only gripe about that. Yeah, I was, I was just happy like somebody um, is getting back into the house or the White House to make it more you know what I'm saying? Make it more presidential. Like we lost the status of presidential right. with the current president. And America wasn't what we looked at America as, whatever your America is or was. Um, so i I was glad and then to see that, you know, Biden brought Kamala Harris because, you know, as we always talk about, we want to see that diversity. And so just having a black woman in there, we know that the diversity is gonna come and and so far, Biden is keeping true. He's his uh, cabinet and all that stuff is being real diverse. Whoa, so whoa, whoa, whoa! Stacey Abrams don't got her job yet. Yeah, tell him, Jill. Uh, you know, tell Stacey, him, Jill. Stacey Abrams got, got her job yet. <laughs> so. she, Stacey Abrams got something else planned. I don't know what it is, but she got something cooking because she was asked to, if she was going to run for governor right now, and she was like, "My focus right now." Is getting the right people elected. Uh, this is when the runoff was going, getting uh, Warnock and uh, Ossoff elected. So yeah, she got some correct response. That was a political response, the political correct answer. But no, Joe Biden. I know you watch the show. Um, you better give her a high position or give whatever position she want. She earned it. Because right. check this out. They they offered um, Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta, a position, but she declined. So yeah, but that was uh you know what position they offer. It was some kind of ambas- it was kind of some type of ambassadorship. Right? Was ambassador for the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Like yeah. is higher than that, right? Don't disrespect me. Yeah, and it, it was it was it was good to see 
the the historic part of it was not just the numbers of the turnouts, but to see traditionally the southern state, especially Georgia, turn blue. And that was huge. That was one of the, the catalysts for Biden and Kamala Harris to get the uh, to win this election. Um, that was huge to see that. And I hope that trend continues going forward. Just like, you know, with Keisha Lance Bottoms turning that down, knowing that, you know, they, they don't have to just accept. They can go out and, and, and blaze their own path, you know, and, and seeing more women. Now, this opened the door for more women, especially like with I don't have any girls, but especially like with Smash and Jew, you guys have girls to let them see that, hey, they can they can take that political avenue um, because there are people not as people, not only that they're women, but there are women of color that look like them. And so it's, it, that was that was definitely a high point in 2020. Right, right. Um, uh, talking, so, also talking about Georgia turning blue, the two, two, two um, Senate seats that end up flipping from red to blue. Uh, both of them had ties and connection with um, John Lewis. Right. Yeah. Right. So who um, also passed away this year? Definitely. Definitely. Yes, sir. So go around the room, and that was just a brief highlight of 2020. But let's go. <laughs> let's go around the room. And say the things that that we that we look forward to happening in 2021. What we look forward to this this coming new year. We'll start with you, Jill. Um, what I look well, one, Stacey Abrams needs a seat. She, <laughs> she needs a job. I can't say that enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I I'm looking forward to being wrong for 2021. And the reason why I say that. Is because the way the bank and the housing market operates, they're shady, they're greedy, and they're giving the people um, a chance. They was giving the people saying that you don't have to pay your mortgage, you don't have to pay your rent for six, nine months or whatever. But in the fine print says, come January 1st, 2021, you got to pay in full. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're unable to pay in full or what you owe for the last four, six, nine months, then you have to refinance, which you already know is going to be refinanced at some, that's a poison pill. They're going to make you refinance at a crazy rate. Right. And, and if all that comes to, if all that comes to happen and all that happens, then you're going to see a lot of people losing homes and the housing market is going to crash. And all the hard work the Democrats did for change and all that is not going to be anything because all the people are going to do is blame, well, I lost my house. And Biden was president, so I'm gonna flip to the other side. So all your wishes are political, huh? I get it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Smash? What do you look forward to in 2021? Man, I'm hoping that we can just um, come together. You know what I'm saying, and um, get back to to where we were. Like, get our status, get some unity, man. Because like we're we're divided right now as a, a nation. And I would like to see this whole Democrat Republican thing just go out the door. Like, vote for who is in your best interest. You know, matter if you're Democrat, Republican, blue or red. Like, vote for what's in your interest. Um, but I just want to see the unity, man, and hope that like we get through with this um, get this COVID thing under wraps, so that we can get back to fellowshipping with our friends and family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even been able to see my mom. And so I want to go see her and visit her without having to 
sit in the room with a mask and a PPE suit on or something like that. So um, yeah, get back up to a little normalcy, but with this incorporated new change as well, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. Be careful with your push force mask. Right. Um, I say this a lot of times off wax. Uh, Americans or America needs conflict. It's either they're going to fight with themselves or they're fighting with someone else. And to get that unity, and in layman's terms, we got to be at war with someone else. Right. So it's got to be a collective agreement on something yeah. other than ourselves, right? Yeah. And, and I, I'm a, I just echo the same thing that you guys echo, and and I just want to see, I want to see big, I want to see big business kind of seeps its way out of government, because um, that then we will have a chance to make better decisions for for us as people and. If this is the new norm, hopefully this is not the new norm. Hopefully we get a chance where I can go visit my relatives. We can go back, get back to our family vacations and things like that that we normally do. Um, Hopefully that this new administration comes in and really puts COVID in the forefront. Because this is, of all the things that's happening in the country right now, this is something that economics has has taken away from really eradicating this, this, this COVID virus. And hopefully this this administration comes in and put that on the front on the on the on the front burner and really let's knock this thing out so that we can get back to a new normalcy. And uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm just glad to be alive. I'm glad to that it hadn't touched my family and friends or close ones and those that who passed away. You know, our prayers and prayers and sympathies goes out to you guys and those that who have recovered. You know, make sure that you share your stories on on why you should still be protecting yourself even through these times right now going into 2021. You know? Yeah. So, Smash, any closing words before we get up out of here? Yeah, man. Um, you know, saying Happy New Year to the listeners and everybody. Um, you know, Talker Brothers, Balls Union, we trying to come to y'all with some, some good content this year. So, we appreciate that feedback. So, you know, constructive feedback, that is. Uh, just, <laughs> but just give it to us but uh, man like it's a new year let's start it off right man and um, let's help each other man like it, you know what I'm saying that's the only way we're gonna get ahead in this game is uh, help each other you know so that's all I got for so far for this episode no doubt and make sure that you like make sure that you share make sure that you this year we want to make sure that we um, continue bringing great content to to all the listeners so um, make sure that you take your time out and it costs you nothing to like this video it costs you nothing to share this video you know so with that being said much love and we out peace we have returned to claim the pyramid in on the mothership I am the mothership connection down in 3D light year group Get down. Hit it, fellas.